Hello, and welcome back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm Juan. And I'm Michael. Oh, we have another example of teenagers scaring the living shit out of us. Do we need another example? They already scare the shit out of us. <laughs> really? I mean, we are doing a crime podcast, so it's, that's it's just going to come with the territory. That's true. The, the, I, listen, these episodes I, are supposed to scare the shit out of us, right? That's the point. That, that's the point. That's why they're here. But I don't know. I just take these more and more personal each time. You know, I got a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old right now. I'm about to have two teenagers. I don't know, man. They scare me. Keep an eye on them, man. Keep an eye on them. Nah, they're pretty level-headed kids so far. Yeah. But, I mean, it don't take much, right? Your world is so small as a teenager, man. One flip of the switch like we see in this episode. Yeah, Ooh. just wait till the, the dating starts to occur and then the emotions start flying. And, oh, yeah. Lord. The troublesome well, relationships, the love triangles, the cheating. Yep. And we're, we're going to a new country. Uh, we've we've done I don't know how many what probably close to 200 episodes if you count Patreon and we've never gone to Sweden to do an episode. That's hard to believe. Part of that is because they have one of the lowest murder rates in the world, so that not makes as sense. many cases to pick from. <laughs> and also the language barrier they they almost exclusively speak Swedish there, so it's like I think most of the cases that occur over there aren't really translated to American English. Right, right. But they're not exactly saints over there either. They still have a high assault rate, right? They probably just yeah. don't have access to firearms like we do here in America. I mean, but you, there's always sticks, as you've seen in this case. There's always there's a way there's to always kill sticks, if you're so right? If, if if you're de- yeah, if you're determined enough, there's there's always a way. All right, is that enough of a prelude? Yes, it is, man. Let's get into this. All right. Take the I'm all alone I can't forgive what you did It's pure evil I'll never trust you again You're so deceitful Please don't break my heart Over a text I can promise you There won't be a next All your promises They don't mean shit If you don't kill it Then you know that's it case this week as we briefly mentioned we are going to sweden um and some of the names in this you know they're actually names that were common commonly known in america like tim and uh-huh. therese but they're you know uh, said with a, a swedish twist and i don't know if i really want to go down that road if i just want to call him tim you know yeah let's just let's just stick with that i mean we're we're already translating all the text messages and different information back and forth in this case in English, so we might as well just stick with English translation names, right? I'm sure they pronounce it like team or something like that, right? Team. Team. Team and uh, Teres. Teres. Oh, okay. Okay. Teres. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think just for, for ease the... of conversation, we'll go Therese. 
Yeah. And as for the town that uh, we're doing within Sweden, it's uh, Stödeby. That makes no sense. I believe is how it's pronounced. That makes no sense. There's not even a D in the word. Okay, Sweden, I need you to explain. (laughs) Okay, Stödeby. It looks like Sturby. S-T-U-R-E-B-Y. Sturby. All day. Stuerby at most, but not Studerby. What the hell? Adding a whole uh, syllable in there, dude. There's a silent right. D, and it's also invisible. What the fuck, Sweden? <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, my, my pronunciation could still be way off with Studerby, so who knows? Well, listen, no, I looked it up as well, because I saw okay. this in the timeline, and I was like, what the hell? Did, is this a typo? Heck, is, like, is Lauren stupid? What is going on? Yeah, here? what the hell is going on? So I looked it up, and sure enough, dude, that's exactly how it sounds. Studerby. So. Okay, yeah, well, it's, it's outside of Stockholm, which is easy enough for us to say. Oh, yeah, we know Stockholm. Yeah. And in in Sweden, I, I was you know I love doing new cases where of countries we've never covered because I'm I'm just not all that uh, keen on uh, yeah. We'll blame it on I'm, we'll I'm blame not, it not on the most education. worldly creature. I've only traveled to like the states surrounding Nevada, right? So I'm pretty ignorant to different cultures and things like that, to be honest. And so I love to learn. It's a it's a good excuse to learn more about these these countries and uh, just learning more about their culture and how they're notoriously polite and soft spoken uh, as right. a culture. Which right, may be right. why, once again, we haven't done a case on them yet. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be, or it could just be a translation barrier too. A lot of cases you look up in, you know, Denmark, Sweden, you know, they're in their their native language. It's hard. It's hard to uh, to check that. To I mean, it's not like reading Spanish. It's not like translating Spanish or French. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. it's completely <laughs> it's completely off the wall to us here in America. So it's it's right. difficult to translate those. And I don't think there's a whole lot of people in America who are able to translate sweden or dutch you know right well let's go over a quick uh, study source i used for this it was actually a youtube uh, video which covered this at length it was almost like a, it was like a slideshow with uh storytelling in it and the youtube right. channel is john knows nothing did a, uh, an episode uh, on this case called kill her if you love me the therese uh Johan- johansson rojo story be honest man uh, his, really his well YouTube- done and and honestly, you can't find the names of the people in this because they're protected. I'm guessing in Sweden, uh, youth that are arrested for serious crimes, they they don't release their names. Oh yeah, of course not. However, that makes sense. That, yeah, in this video, we got the names, and honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like their names should be out there because of what they did. It's I agree. Terrible. It's a cold-hearted murder of a random person. Yeah. yeah, it deserves to be out there. Yeah, totally innocent person. Absolutely. So let's let's get into. Uh, the victim in this case, Therese Rojo, was born June 17th, 1993. She shared a birthday with Barry Manilow and Kendrick Lamar. Ah, nice. Two great artists in their own respect, amazing. totally at opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, amazing musicians, though. Nonetheless, right. absolutely. Great, great yep. day. So um, she had a seemingly normal and happy upbringing. Uh, she was an extrovert uh, and, and had many friends. She had a blog in the early to mid-2000s as well to share her world with the with you know other people on the internet i think she would be like an influencer blogs were kind of like the instagram before instagram i feel like that's what i was about to say i feel like she would be an influencer in today's age oh for sure you know pretty young girl very bubbly personality already on the blogging scene in the mid 2000s early 2000s like that's (laughs) that's incredible that i wasn't even thinking about that uh in you know 2007 2009 anywhere around there you know Blogs, like what the fuck? You got a blog? What is that? Uh, back then? I had, I for sure had a uh, uh, what do you call it? MySpace. Back oh then. yeah, I had a MySpace. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that a blog though. That's just like, you know, that's just your personal profile. That was the early days of social networking. A blog is another level of commitment, right? It was seemed it, it, like absolutely. It was like a, a digital journal or something. Well, like that. it's it's like imagine if you were posting your crime lines online in two thousand eight. That's how ahead of the game she would be. That's basically what she was doing. Right. Yeah, you know, the crime line of her life. Right, exactly. Which turned into a crime line, unfortunately. Unfortunately, ironically. Yeah. So, meanwhile, at her school, there was a pair of teens in an all-too-familiar relationship, as we've seen in the past, a rocky teenage relationship that turned uh, bloody in the end. Yeah, volatile. I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. 14-year-old Tim, or Tim, and Tuve, uh, who started dating in the fall of 2007. They went to the same school as Therese, um, and their relationship was rocky from the start. Tuve was controlling and tried to isolate him from his friends. She wanted him to herself, as uh-huh. you know, many teens that get into their first serious relationship, they just they become completely obsessed with the other person. And of course, that first love, spend every man. waking moment with them, even their family members get in their way. Yep, 
because that, that's that first person you had that deep connection with, right? That you felt like you gave yourself to. Mm-hmm. And you feel like if they're not entirely yours, you may have wasted that, you know? Yeah. Mm. And it's, it, this is it, right? They're always convinced this is the one. Like, I, I never could need another person. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's, meanwhile, they're 13 the years old. Response. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, the chemical response, right? It feels like their whole world yeah. is basing on this moment. And in reality, they have so much more to experience before they even get to a point where they're ready to settle. Most people, most people. I'm not saying you can't yeah. find love young because I did it myself, but still. I'd say me as well would, would qualify into that. But I, I think we at least had a little bit more. We dated a few people prior to meeting oh, yeah. the person we're with now. Yep, yep. I, and I, but wow. I approach them differently. There are people who approach every single relationship like, we're going to get married. I wasn't right. that type of person. Um, and I don't think most teenagers are, but I think, uh, there is a good, a a large group of teenagers that every person that they're with, every person that they happen to fall in love with, even for a shorter period of time, every person they have sex with, it's like, this is my forever person. And that is, that is a toxic way to think about relationships, I think. But that is the way our society has molded us, you know? Yeah. I think through, um, entertainment, movies, television, right? You don't see a lot of like movies where the person breaks up and that's it it's usually like they end up back together yeah it's a love story they're meant to be together that's Look almost everything we ever see growing up every yeah. like kids movie it's always like true love you know you know a great example boy meets sometimes World. it's just not meant to be you're not meant to be with that person but movies and tv wouldn't really lead you to believe that yeah that's what i'm saying like think about boy meets world with Corey and topanga i feel like that's a great right. example of on again off again on again off again but but they were true loves right and that's what everybody aspires too. But but honestly, if you're having that much relationship issues as a teenager, I don't think it's going to get better from there. No. no <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not a good sign. <laughs> like, if you guys are on and off again in the course of a year over and over again, year after year... Uh, Rarely that, does that, that might, work out long-term where you don't end up getting divorced 10 years later. Yeah, that that's probably not your soulmate right there. You might want, you might want to move on, as hard as it is. Yeah, so as we mentioned, Tuve was was quite controlling, and Tim was also a jealous partner. They were also both unfaithful to each other during their two years together. Tim with several girls, and Tuve with her ex-boyfriend, Gordon. What do you expect? That sounds even to me. Right? What? I don't know. It doesn't sound even, because he's he's with several girls, and she, she well, I guess the ex-boyfriend, that hurts more. That cuts deeper when it's the, I was about when it's to the say. Ex, you know, there's, yeah. there's a real connection there, so maybe it is even. Like, yeah, exactly. When you're talking like several girls, it's like, well, Tim obviously doesn't even care about these girls enough to name them, or they're not even that important, um, yeah. but but here is, here's Tove with her ex-boyfriend, someone she's been yeah. with, someone who she may still be in love with. Right. I feel like that, that evens things out quite a bit. Yeah, and after Gordon and Tove had broken up in 2007, uh, Gordon had began seeing guess who? Therese Rojo. Um, yeah, they would be they would have an, uh, a standard teenage on and off relationship as well for the next two years. So these things are getting a little bit connected here. Right. Then so, on October 24, 2008, Tim and Tove, uh, both at age 15, would get engaged. Uh huh. Taking their commitment to the next level. Right. Well, Gordon's off the market now, so why not? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, she can't go back yeah. to him. Ain't that weird, Tove? How all of a sudden, like now, you want to marry Tim? Now that right. now that Gordon is off the market, he's in a relationship with a beautiful girl and Therese Rojo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh, well, fine. I'll marry this guy. I'll show right. him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Tim and Tuve would both attend church on a regular basis, and in April of 2009, Tim does his confirmation with Tuve at his side. Mm-hmm. So, uh huh. His confirmation. What does that mean? It's basically like uh, baptism. Like you're you're fully committing to okay. the church. I suppose I got you. Like getting saved, your salvation, your baptism, your yeah. outward speaking of it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was a little bit confused. That's what I thought. You know, just using my context clues here. But I was curious. Do you know what religion they were? Were they? I mean, I'm guessing it was a, a sect of Christianity. Yeah, they were Christian. Okay. Yeah, and that so that that same month, Easter weekend of April two thousand nine, uh, Therese broke up with Gordon. Gordon's back oh, on the market now. Okay, all right. It's Gordon guy, man, he, he gets around. That's right. Well, I mean, this so. seems like a healthy relationship though between him and Therese. You know, they spend some time together. They're like, okay, maybe it doesn't work out. Let's let's split up for a little while. They're about to go into the most exciting part of their life. They're about to graduate their high school, right? Graduate high mm-hmm. school, move on to a trade school or whatever vocational school they want to go to. Yeah, we'll talk more about Sweden's schooling system. Yeah, it's, it's a little different than ours. Me. 
Yeah. It's yeah. a lot different. Yeah. It's a lot different, but perhaps better. I don't know. I, I like the efficient. sound of it. It's more efficient. Yeah, I definitely. I think it prepares you for, for adulthood much more than our system does in America. Oh, God, yes. And much earlier. Yeah. That would explain why these kids maybe act so mature at 14, 15 year olds as well. Maybe that's why they take their life Perhaps. so serious because they are kind of being pushed to, to grow up and make big decisions at very young ages. I can tell you the text thread that we have that goes back and forth between main characters in this story. I felt that they texted at a much more mature level than like you would you would expect teens in America in, in twenty twenty one to text back and forth. I could say that for sure. It definitely like they, they talked like uh, you know just adults would talk through text. It, you know, obviously they were talking about killing someone, but yeah. Grammar I mean, and spelling and all that stuff was pretty solid, you know, as opposed to nowadays, I feel like even even adults texting back and forth. Granted, it's maybe you're just trying to get to the point, but it's right, a lot right. of abbreviations and a lot of just slang. And <laughs> Yeah. Mine depends on who I'm talking to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I can get the message across certain ways with different people, and then that's what, that's what matters. But right. if you're reading these text messages with no context, absolutely. You got to think, okay, these are probably like young 20-somethings. Right. They're Instead not super they're 14, mature. 15 years old. Right. They're not super mature, established adults, but they're definitely not kids. But when you find out they're 14, 15, it's kind of insane. Yeah. The emotion that went into it, each text, right. with the constant threats to kill themselves and things like that, told me that they were still very mature. But Yeah. The mind games that they were playing with each other, very toxic. But we'll get into yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah, so that same weekend, you know, as we mentioned, Therese broke up with Gordon in April of 2009. Then on May 1st, 2009, Tim and Therese were allegedly seen together at a party where a soon infamous kiss would take place between the two of them. Oh, no. This is not good, Mm -mm. yeah. So Therese has already been with Gordon, who also had been with Tuve, and now Therese is kissing Tim, who Tuve is engaged to. And when Tuve hears about this... And this would mark Ooh. the fourth time that Tim was unfaithful to her. This ain't got uh, nothing word, to do word with Word would get Tim, out. Bro. This wouldn't stay a secret for very long. It would, it would actually stay a secret longer than you would expect, almost two weeks before the, the rumor would get around to Tuve. Oh, wow. That's impressive in a high school. Yeah. So the kiss happens on May 1st between Tim and Therese. And on May 13th, 12 days later, uh, and unfortunately for Tuve, the day after her birthday, the rumor would spread around school enough to the extent that she would hear about it. And mm. upon hearing this news, while in school, she became furious. Naturally. She ran to the classroom that Tim was in and began banging on the door. When Tim this, came out into the, I could just imagine, right, being the teacher this and this girl's me. banging on the door of your room and interrupting your class. Like, how do you not immediately send that girl to Bean's office rather right. than send the boy out that she's mad at and let them deal with it in the fucking hallway? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Would totally not fly in my high school at all. They'd be like, uh, no. no, honey, you need to go back to your class. <laughs> right. This can be handled after school, at lunch, yeah. or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe she just headbutted the teacher, knocked her out, and then when Tim came out, <laughs> took, just, took care of business. She just cold cocked the teacher as soon as, as soon as she opened the door. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Laid her That's ass how mad out. she was. Yeah. Because <laughs> as, as soon as Tim came out into the hallway, she attacks him, hitting him in the face and chest. And when he tries to subdue her by grabbing her arm, she headbutts him in the face, breaking his front tooth. Damn, she is not fucking around. <laughs> she ain't fucking around. Dude. She's crazy, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And this has nothing to do with Tim at this point. If you know, now she feels scorned. Both of the loves of her life have been unfaithful to her with the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like if this was really about Tim being unfaithful, then maybe she would have dropped him, you know, the first three times. To be fair, we don't have any record of Therese being with uh Gordon. While uh, while that uh, Tuve was with him, so there's no 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 no. I'm not saying that. That doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? If she's still fooling around with Gordon while she's with Tim, and then Gordon shacks up with Therese, you see what I'm saying? Now that now yeah. she's mad at Therese. She's not she's viewing this as as Therese is stealing all of her her men or her boys. I I think is more yeah. apt for this situation, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, so after after the the big event of her breaking uh Tim's tooth in in the hallway and freaking out on him, texts were sent from Tim to Tuve after the beating. He says, "Quote, how could you be so mean and so stupid that you believe a rumor over my word? I'll never be whole without you. You don't understand how much you hurt me when you're busy with your problems all the time." 
Um, she doesn't respond to those. He said, he then says, Tuve, I want to talk to you right now. I'm so sorry. I'm going to kill myself. Then he tries to call her 16 times. Oh Lord. This, this is what I'm talking about. This is where that toxic shit comes in. Man. And I'm going to, this is the myself. games, you know, this is the games that sadly adults still play, you know, yes, they do well into their twenties, thirties and forties that I am glad I'm not a part of any of that. But the, the constant, like getting hand over one another, you know, right yep. now she has hand, he's constantly blowing up her phone and she's just getting off on the fact that she's ignoring him and it's driving him crazy. Um, but then there's times where it flips the other way, you know, and Tim's uh, ignoring her calls and her texts and she's saying, you need to kill this girl and this and that and on and on it goes. And they were oh. getting off on it. They both enjoyed this game. Oh, Absolutely. What's more dramatic than this? Fortunately, it carried over into into reality, and a person ended up dead over it. Right, right. As often so, as it often does, they took it too far. Yeah, and so during this this first part of it, after she you know she beats she beats him up in the hallway, he's texting her. He's still kind of trying to deny that he kissed her, and like you know with that first text, how could you believe a rumor over my word? But as she's not responding to anything he says, he tries to call her sixteen times. He decides a new tactic, and he decides to confess. He texts her. He says, "Quote: I feel so bad right now. I don't know what to do. I would kill your. I would kill to have you back, and I mean it. I would literally kill anyone. I'm dying without you. I love you more than anything. You are the sweetest and most wonderful person, and you have to be mine again." Oh my god! I'm just laughing, picturing him texting this with his chipped tooth after she headbutted him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? His eyes are all walled. You're the up sweetest with tears. and most wonderful person. <laughs> the sweetest and most wonderful person. Nose still bleeding from the headbutt to the face. You're so sweet. Blood dripping but onto why, his phone as he texts it. But Lauren, dude, why do you immediately go to "I would kill to have you back"? I mean, I get the "I, I would kill to have you back." Like he that's must some. Know that's a that generic that's what phrase. She wants right? Right. That's a generic phrase. But then you go on to say, "I mean it. I would literally kill anyone." Like, why do you? Yeah. Why do you got to say that so specific? Right. It's like you said. It's almost like he's saying exactly what she wants to hear. He's he's noticing that her anger is towards a certain person. I think at this point, don't you? Yes. I, that that just seems like something I'm picking up here. He's he's doing anything he can to get in her graces, and he's like, you know, I'll never cheat on her again. And to prove it, I'll kill her. He may have known that she already despised Therese. Yeah. I, I think that I think he knew yeah. that, and I think maybe he got off on that a little bit when he kissed her at the party. That was mm -hmm. part of the excitement of it, you know. Right. Like, right. Ooh, if she would, if she would find out about this, it, it would not be good. Yeah. And so yeah. when she finds out, now he knows like how much he hates her, and now it's, it's that's taken, or she hates her, and that's just been taken to another level. And yeah, or maybe know, maybe he, this is his way out of that. If he threatens to kill her, that she, you know that might be the only way to get her back now. Or maybe he too blames Therese for ruining his relationship and pushing herself on him, quote unquote. I don't know. I'm just saying right. maybe maybe he feels like he was a victim. Like oh, she took advantage of me. Like how could I say no? Like about well, this and that. You know what I'm saying? And now she's ruined my relationship. And the only way mm. to resist that temptation is to get rid of her. Yeah. Who knows mm. what's going on in their, their angsty, emotional teenage minds. Yeah, man. Their whole world Hormones is just right raging. there in front of them. Yep. So for the next two days, Tuve tried, to, uh, tried her best to steer clear of Tim at school before writing this text to him. Quote, no, Tim, I can't forgive what you did. You were pure evil. I'll never trust you again. I'm so glad this happened. Now I know who you are. You'll never be happy again, no matter how much you try. I feel bad for your next victim. You mean nothing to me now. Take off the ring. You've ruined everything again. Wow. This oh is the game, gosh. though. This is the back and forth game. Like, she says this, and then she, like, said, you know, I imagine she, like, turns her phone off for a while and can't wait to turn it back on to see all the responses that he has Absolutely. Like, life is boring without this kind of controversy. <laughs> it's like pure if, drama. Yeah. If, if a relationship is going well, it's like, how fun is that? That's, that's no right. fun. It's no fun yeah. for a teenager. Everything's all hunky-dory. Yeah. Wow. Tim sends back a text, says, quote, let's not do this over text. You gave me a chance yesterday. Don't take it back. I promise I'll change. Give me, please give me a chance. Uh, she texts back, don't forget, you're worthless. All caps, <laughs> worthless. Not, nobody what likes you, you pig. <laughs> All caps, you fucking pig. Wow. And so he doesn't respond to that one. And it's, you can see it start, he's getting hand back now. It's driving her crazy that he didn't respond to that because she, she then responds with another text. Why don't you answer, you fucking creep? I have an idea. Next time, why don't you cheat? Why don't you pick Linda? You're both ugly and disgusting. What? And then I put in parentheses below that. Why? Why drag poor Linda into this? What does she Seriously? have to do with anything? Who is Linda? <laughs> I know, right? What does this she have to do with This bitch is spiteful. She's a she's a number one mean girl out here. She is spite. This has nothing to do with Tim. 
I don't think Tim, you know what this. Tim probably like said hi to Linda in front of uh, Tuve at one point. Oh, and, that like, son of a bitch! Just like logged that in her brain, like that bitch is the next one. Yeah, he probably like borrowed a borrowed a pencil from her or some shit. Yes, right. No, what are you doing with Linda's pencil? You cheating pig! <laughs> wow. Um, he doesn't respond to that one either. And seven seven hours later, it's it's clearly driving her crazy. She she sends him another text. Quote: "Kill yourself. It's for the best because you're evil, disgusting, and all caps yeah, worthless." Mm-hmm. She's just pushing the limit now. She's like, "Oh, you won't respond to that? Well, I'll yep. make you respond Let me see to how this." Deep, I can cut now. Exactly. Tw- exactly. Twenty five minutes later, she texts, "You're so quiet. Did you kill yourself?" Eight minutes after that, okay, I'm going to kill myself too. Then, oh lord, <laughs> Sorry, it shouldn't be funny threatening to kill yourself, but it really shouldn't be. But it's just the extent that they're the petty. It's the context of this because mm-hmm. we know it's her literally just trying to get him to respond. That's all it is. Yep. Four minutes later, uh, she texts, "You only care about yourself. You never keep your promises. I can't trust you." And <laughs> then, sometime over the following days, communication was reciprocated between the two, and they began to come. They began to come to a, a solution. Tuve. Uh, was willing to take him uh, up on his offer of being willing to kill anyone. She decides it should be the last girl he cheated with, the girl that she despises at this point, to oh, race. Lord. Of course. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure she just came to that conclusion. I'm sure that right. was never her intention from the beginning. Yeah. Wow. She's like, I can make this work in my favor. Mm-hmm. I can make this work. So on May 24th, 2009, Tim says, quote, can you answer me, please? I swear in my life that I regret I, that I could kill myself, but you've given me this opportunity, and it's what I'm living for. I can fix this. I know. I love you. So they've clearly spoken at this point about killing Therese, mm-hmm. and they have these cryptic messages back and forth about, did you do it yet? Um, things along those lines, and I'm going right. to do this for you so we can be together, and yada, yada. Yeah. Wow. Why don't y'all just run away? Why don't y'all just leave? You know? I don't get that. Like, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing to go to the extreme to kill someone, it's like, you know, you could take yourself out of the picture as well. Both of you could just go somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, you're about to embark on that part of your life where you can choose what school you go to and whatnot. Because, like, you know what? That's boring. That's not what... This is about... That's I, so boring and mature. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We can't We can't. To an extent, I don't know. To an extent, the excuse that would later be used by... Uh, by Tuve would be that she never thought he would actually do it. That oh, you know, this was all a game to her. I, I'm not going to say I believe that. I mean, or that it that excuses what she did. It doesn't because she pushed this to happen. Obviously, right. But, but there I may think be there was some definitely truth a game, to that. there was a game aspect to it for her for sure. Like she was enjoying the drama of this back and forth. It made life exciting for her. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely, absolutely. She felt and like I she think was that's controlling all this is about at this lives. point. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, but Tim, nonetheless, intends to follow through on this promise to kill the girl on the end of the, the other end of the kiss, Therese Rojo. Uh, he looks up her address on Google, and on May 26th, he takes the subway to her house. He's, Here at this go. point, sitting outside of her house and waiting for her to arrive home so he can ambush her. And uh, while he's sitting in uh, Therese's yard, he sends several texts to Tuve, quote, pick up the phone, why aren't you answering? Tuve, if you don't pick up, I'm leaving. I'm doing this for you, and you can't even answer. I'm panicking, please just... Please just answer me until she gets here. I can't do it otherwise. Tuve finally responds, quote, I'll call you soon. Of course, she doesn't. Uh, mm. He calls her another nine times before he leaves. Oof. What, is, what do you think is going through her head right here? Why is she not, why is she not coming? Once again, I think maybe there's a little snippet of truth that she didn't think he was actually going to do this. And now when he's in, his, in her yard, she's probably getting nervous. Yeah. Like, holy shit, is he I actually going to do this? That's what I think too. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't be involved in this. I, I, right. I, I can't." Text you have back. a whole, whole breadcrumb of texts back and forth that are, you know, clearly talking about killing this girl, and now he's actually in her yard. And yeah, how are you going to get away with this if he yeah. actually does it? Mm. Oh, so, uh, nonetheless, the next day she she exit on again on May twenty seventh. Tuve texts him, "I'm sitting on her. I'm sitting next to her on the subway. I can't take it. She has to die." Oh my god. Yeah. So so she runs into her and now she's reminded. Oh my god, she's she's so much prettier than me. She has to die. I can't stand her presence. Can't stand her. Mm-mm. She can't be here. Yep. yep. Oh. Um Tim says Tim responds uh, immediately and says she's going to die today. Again, he goes to her house and hides and wait for her. She doesn't show up. She's at a friend's house, so he calls her eight more times with no answer once again. He calls uh Tuve. Tuve, of eight more times and once again she doesn't answer so he's he's not as motivated to do it i think he wanted he 
his idea of this whole thing was like he was going to be on the phone as yeah. uh, Therese was like pulling up, you know, in her car or walking home. Yeah. And he's like, okay, she's here. I'm going to do it. And it was like this whole moment where he talks to her before and after and like this solidifies their love together. And yeah, he was looking for that. Right. And also he didn't want to yeah. do it alone. I mean, that's right. Just that's another facts. part of it. That's another yeah. part of it for sure. He, he may would have preferred to have her on speakerphone or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think he wanted her to be a part of this. He just didn't want to do it alone, as you can imagine. I mean, no matter how psyched up you are for this, how convinced you are that this is the right thing for your life and for your relationship, it's still a huge step that you don't want to take alone. For sure. Yeah, it's it's not like stepping on an ant, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. But although that's how they're they're treating it. Oh, she's mm-hmm. gonna die today. Don't worry about it. When she shows up at her, like, God damn. Yeah, just casually about texting person. about doing that. Oh, it's incredible. Meanwhile, I think it's important to note that all the teen, teens in this story were now 15 years old and a week away from their ninth graduation. And with that, let's go, jump to a quick commercial break and we'll get into uh, a little bit about the Swedish school system because I find it fascinating. Um, and I think it, maybe you as well, if Absolutely. you don't know how it works. All right, let's do it. We'll see you on the other side, guys. What's up, Creepers? Let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Simply Safe. When Simply Safe Home Security's founders, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. They were struggling to find a security system that was simple to set up and would make them feel safe again. Making people feel safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment, 15 years ago. And I can say from experience, I've had my home broken into, uh, my first home that I ever owned, and it was a terrible feeling. Um, in the home I'm currently living in, I set up my own Simply Safe security system. Uh, I have sensors on all of my doors, all of my windows. I have a motion sensor in my basement, and I sleep like a baby at night knowing that if someone were trying to open my kid's window or was trying to uh, go in through my basement door and was, was wandering around in my home at night, that the alarm would be set off and that help would be on the way. Simply Safe has a passion to protect people that not only drives every engineering detail in its products, but it motivates every interaction with its customers. And the thing is, Simply Safe just makes it so easy. It takes about two minutes to customize the system on their website, simplysafe.com slash creeper. SimpliSafe has highly trained security experts ready whenever you need them, whether that's during a fire, a burglary, a medical emergency, or even when you're just setting the system up. There's always someone there who has your back to keep you safe and make sure you feel safe. As True Crime Guys listeners, you can save 20% on your SimpliSafe security system and get your first month free when you sign up for interactive monitoring service. Just visit simplysafe.com slash creeper to customize your system and start protecting your home and family. That's simplysafe.com slash creeper. All right, we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed those messages from our sponsors. And as we mentioned, uh, all the teens in this story were now 15, and they were a week away from their ninth ninth grade graduation, which to me sounded weird because I grew up in America, in the American school system. Ninth grade is the beginning of high school. That's freshman year of high school. Yeah, you're just getting started. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's go into the the Swedish education school system and give you guys a little uh, lesson on this and how different it is than America. Education in Sweden is divided into four levels of schooling. Children may attend an optional preschool program from one to five. Uh, Children are then offered a place in a kindergarten when they turn six. Following kindergarten and compulsory schooling, which is divided into three levels, elementary school comprises the first three years of compulsory school, then middle school, which is uh, for years four through six, and finally junior high school, which is for years seven through nine. So when we say they're graduating ninth grade, they're technically going on to what we would consider high school, but their high school is much different. And apparently it's like optional. Um, And it's more focused, right? Yes, exactly. Like I said, it prepares you more for adult life, I think, because you you can, like you said, focus more on something you actually want to do instead right. of just a generalized schooling. Um, so after compulsory school, Swedish students may attend an optional senior, senior high school uh, for three years. It's a three-year education. You start uh, the year turn, when you turn 16 and thus finish the year you turn 19. That way everyone will be old enough to drink alcohol when they graduate, it says. Um, and it's actually not mandatory to go to this three-year education program following middle school. So once you graduate middle school, you could technically just be done with school. Yeah, you're ready uh, for the work field, right? You're ready to just yeah. do like a trade job. Interesting. Yeah. But if you want to go further into a certain trade or a certain field, um, then they have schools for that. Is that right? Like there's yeah, different so, schools that focus on different things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the education is more or less divided into two categories, programs that allow you to go to higher education and programs that are work-focused, which means okay. you'll be fully educated within the chosen field after three, after those three years. For example, a program of the first kind can be 
social studies, science, or arts, uh, and the second uh, kind, hairdresser, plumber, or florist. Yeah, like trade others. school. Like trade yeah, school. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like imagine your three-year high school was you learning your trade that you want to go into. Right. And, that's ideal. The only and it's thing paid I- for by, by the state, and uh, I think that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not the, like you're not indebted, uh, you know, you're not just inundated with freaking 30,000 worth of $30,000 worth of uh student debt and shit by the time you can go into the workforce. Right. But the only thing I don't like about it is the fact that you have to choose your career so young. 14, 15, I had no idea. Well, that's what the I beauty is like do. they have the option of doing that too. Like you can like it said, you can either focus on just general studies uh, that yeah. allow you to go to higher education, or you can do the program that's work focused. So it's you still oh, have yeah. the option of that too. Can you can you take a break? You know, like let's say you want to take a couple years off and go back to school when that you're eighteen. That I'm not sure of. That would that be I'm interesting, sure right? That that yeah. doesn't seem like a good plan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that seems. I like... took a break. I'm 33 now, and I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm gonna go do that three year program now, guys. <laughs> right. I think I'm gonna go be a florist now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so back to the story. Prom season is now in full swing, and Therese had no reason to believe her life was in danger. She uh, is continuing to do her blog. She posts pictures of her prom dress. Well, kind of. She she posted cryptic picture of her wearing her prom dress, but the dress itself was blacked out. Kind of a little oh, teaser. Okay. you know. I got it, too. Yeah. And she even joked about, I hope no one else has the same dress as me. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, prom fears. <laughs> Meanwhile, she had no idea that uh, a person she knew, um, a person she had kissed at a party that she went to school with, had already attempted to kill her three separate times, and he was far from done from trying to complete his mission. Um, On May 27th, at 10.50 p.m., he texts Tuve, quote, I know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask her to help me find a hidden bottle of vodka, then I'm going to act like I hurt my back. When she bends over and she's not looking, I'll pull it out. I'm so excited. I'll talk to you tomorrow. What a bizarre way to plan to kill someone, right? Yeah, and why would you say exactly how you're going to kill someone? How many fourteen year olds are throwing out their back when they bend over? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) listen, we talked about how these kids mature quickly, Lauren. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) they also age. Okay, the the stresses that they're putting on their bodies. Right, the amount of vodka they're drinking by the age of thirteen. The uh, spine is really deteriorates their body. Exactly. I mean, these kids are carrying bottles of vodka around to school. Like, yes, right. their backs hurt. Give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, he would attempt his latest plan. Shortly before 8 a.m., Therese was walking to the bus stop when Tim appeared. He tells Therese that he owes some money to some guys, and since he didn't pay them in time, he now owes them a bottle of vodka, too. Yeah, He says that he's hidden a bottle in some bushes, but now he can't find it. He asks her to help him look. And Therese... Being, you know, a very friendly girl, she agreed, it. and uh, it seemed as it seemed to be working his plan. As she headed towards the bushes with him, he was, you know, ready to enact his plan until her friend yelled out from the, to them that they were about to miss the bus to school. So the bus was pulling up as they started head toward the bushes. Therese yeah. apologized profusely and ran back to the bus stop. And Ooh, his plan was foiled yet again. He this was now this I think this was the third attempt. Correct? Yes, two times yeah. at the home, and then this. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah. three times, yeah. Man, her friend saved her life, didn't she? Had no idea. I mean, for another day or two. I mean, it was unfortunately right. ultimately carried out, as we know, but... Right. Yeah, gave her some more time. Um, on May 29th, uh, Tuve and her family would go on a weekend trip to Paris. And from Paris, she would continually pester Tim relentlessly through texts to carry out this mission. Oh, yeah, well, she, this felt, is- she probably felt real powerless being that far away. You know, from yeah. everything going on. So and also you can bored. Imagine. She's on a family trip, and she wants, you know, some some drama to go along with that, of course. Right, right, of course. Like, being in Paris isn't enough. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean, when you're in Sweden, it's not as... It's, for us to go to Paris, that's like such a shock in everything, but I think we already... Okay, in, in so the, it's like the Bahamas for them? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's a different world for me. But. I don't know. I think Paris is amazing no matter what. Paris seems like a quick jaunt from Sweden. It's not that big of a deal. Okay, okay. Probably because something they do more frequently it's not special. than Americans do, it. making trips to Paris. No, true, true. Definitely. It's definitely less special. When you can just do a weekend trip to Paris like that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't mean the same. I hear you. Yeah. She, t- she sends a text to Tim, quote, This is so hard for me because you're not doing what you're supposed to. I can't trust you. You know what you have to do this weekend. Keep texting oh, me and I'll read them when I get home. She would later text again, did you do it yet? I will be mad if you haven't done it when I get back, but I'm not surprised. You never keep your promises. Ooh. Ooh. God, this is so fucking cynical. 
<laughs> Ouch. God, I know you won't, though. You never get like, oh, my God, you're playing this yep. whole bet you won't? Oh. Mm-hmm. See, you think yep. they're mature until they start doing shit like this, right? Then they kind of yep. show. It's like, oh, yeah, this is this is 15-year-olds. I get Super it. Super childish. Yep. But it, the sad thing is we we, we want to believe this is all harmless kids, silly talking like back and forth in a yeah. uh, fantasy world, but it spills over into reality sometimes like this one, and it actually ends in someone being murdered, you know? Absolutely. So, and, and most and to what times, extent do you find your your teenage kid's phone when they haven't text like this back and forth, and, and you, how much, to what extent do you take it seriously? I think you have to because you just don't know fully what they're capable of in their emotional state. You don't. And then on the other hand, though, there, there is plenty of, like you said, this is a fantasy. This is over-dramatized. Mm-hmm. There is plenty of text like that. I I, vent- I dare to say any any parent who grabs their teenager's phone and looks at text, they're going to have some alarming text in there. You're going to probably be pretty shocked. You're going to be shocked. See. You're going to be shocked. And and that's myself included, and I know that. And 95% of it is going to be just them theoretically talking back and forth and being emotional. Right. And it yeah, is- they... They talk different with their friends. And, and and I think that's a mistake parents make is they're like, oh, this is not my child. This is not how... Like, well, no, that's just not the parts they show you. Mm-hmm. This is still part of who they are. These are part... These are glimpses of the influences that are in their life. You know what I'm saying? And these are parts yeah. that they show to other people. And sometimes that can be... It can be very alarming. And I do think parents need to somewhat keep a check on it. But like you said, I think most of it's harmless. But in this yeah. case, unfortunately, it wasn't. Yeah. Tim responds, quote, I can't do this, Tuve. I've taken the pressure of having to do it before you get home. I really want to do it, but I don't know if I can. I want to show you that I love you. Please, can I do it any other way? Mm. Uh, And then he says, quote, I haven't gotten the opportunity. I'll try again tomorrow. Please don't be mad at me for not doing it. Tuve responds, quote, why don't you text me like you promised? Did you do you know what yet? Why aren't you answering, fucking creep? So untrustworthy. I hate you. I'm sure you're fucking her right now. Die. Jesus. Jesus. So, oh, my God. And he was texting you. He said, I can't do this, Tuve. I've gotten the opportunity. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> and, then she's, yeah. and then she responds, why don't you text me? Well, uh, you have to keep in mind, this is over the course of a weekend, these texts back and forth. They're not like, you know. They're not immediately. I, I yeah, got you. And, I got you. and this still, is an though. example of, of what I mean. He, he, he may not have been responding to her throughout this day because he had left his phone. This part's kind of funny in a way. Like he had left his phone at his friend's house and his friend is seeing these texts come through and seeing yeah. this conversation they're having and he's he's pretty alarmed at what he's seeing. Um, he she Tuve, after sending this last text, you know, you fucking creep, you're so untrustworthy, I'm sure you're fucking her, die. Uh, she gets a text back from Tim's phone, but it's not Tim. It's The text says, Tim forgot his phone at my house, Ola. Ola oh. is Tim's friend. He left his phone there and Ola is reading these, this conversation that they're having. Yeah, and he's, he's figuring like, out fuck? like, holy shit! I think they're planning on killing Therese. He knows Therese as well, right? But here's yeah. the thing: who leaves their text messages like unlocked on their home screen or whatever? Yeah, or they're, like I think phone like phone passcodes and all that shit were a lot less uh, common. That's true. The, You're talking mid- 2009, early 2000s. Yeah, nobody has doesn't have a lock on their phone now. Granted, it's a lot easier now because we have the, either the thumbprint or the uh, facial recognition on phones now, so it's like silly true. not to have it true but but back then i just it seemed like everybody's phones were unlocked when i was in high school and stuff like you know most a lot of phones didn't even have the option like flip phones and shit like that that's true that's true and also when you got a text message it showed up on that outside screen even if you had a flip phone and you had like the little one see whereas Mm -hmm. now you know you can set your privacy to just tell you that you have a text message not Mm -hmm. actually just says who texts you not what it says yeah, but that's a good point, man. They probably had like Motorola razors or some shit, and they're over here, <laughs> they're over here like reading the whole text the message on that kick. tiny screen. Remember the sidekick? <laughs> the sidekick. I was so jealous of people that had that. I wanted that fucking phone. The OG BlackBerry. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Blackberries were cool. I miss tactile yeah. buttons with phones. I still think that they're superior to the touchscreen. I really do. Mm. I, I think I've brought it up before, but I was a T nine god at texting. I could. Yeah. I think it was. It would have saved so many lives over the last ten years if if we still had like tech you know, actual buttons on a phone. Cause I could text T9 while staring at the road and driving. I could text entire paragraphs without looking at the phone once. I knew exactly what I was saying. Cannot do that with a touchscreen. Oh no, you can't do that with a touchscreen. I was going to say, I like touchscreens because of swipe, at least with Android phones, you know, you can swipe to text. You know what I'm talking also, about? I feel like there's a lot more of like my phone just doing what it, doing its own thing in my pocket with the touchscreen. It, it, it I, so well, many times it's locked, uh, it's locked me out of my screen 
and things like that. And I'm locked out of my phone for five, 10 minutes because it was doing whatever in my pocket. Yeah, I think that's phone to phone though. Like I've had I've had certain smartphones that do that, and then I've had other ones that I have no issues with. Mm-hmm. But I know you had that issue with your recent iPhone, right? Where it kept yeah. unlocking in your pocket. Talked about that on just just the banter. An unfortunate thing happened to my phone. Oh God, so unfortunate. <laughs> Check that Maybe out. Maybe the on grossest just the unfortunate thing Patreon. ever. Yeah, yeah, about <laughs> the worst thing that you could imagine happening. Your phone happened to me uh, last week. But anyways, let's get back to the story. So, uh, yeah, Ola, Tim's friend, finds his phone, uh, you know, left at his house, and reads through these this conversation that he's having with Tuve, and he's understandably disur- disturbed. He writes down what he had seen in a notebook and shares it with his brother Max. Unfortunately, they could have saved. I think they could have saved. Um, they they, they could, definitely they could have saved, saved Teresa's, Teresa's life, life had they yeah. shared this with authorities. Absolutely. Because I but, think if maybe maybe uh, you know Tim and Tuve don't get arrested, but they at least uh, police question them about what's going on or something like that, and they deter Tim, who was already on the fence about doing this, in my opinion. That's what I think too. I think if he had just had a little nudge, like, "Hey, wake yeah. up now! You could spend your life in prison. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still want to do this?" Although, if you look at the past, uh, you know he he may have studied past criminals in Sweden, past murderers, and seen. Uh, that their penalties weren't all that bad. And unfortunately, True. that was the case here as well. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So on June 1st at 9 p.m., Tuve texts him, quote, you haven't done you know what yet, and I'm going to be home in two hours. It's over. Then she texts, and one more thing, don't find another girl just because we're over. It's going to be a problem for you. Thanks, smiley face. What the fuck? What the fuck does that even mean? Like, she's saying she's going to kill the girl if he gets with another one? Right. That's, what I, that's the way I'm taking that, especially the when hell? you consider the conversation they've been having. Yeah, I just think she thinks that I'm just going to do everything I can to ruin that relationship, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah. Whoa. Like, Once again, now, I mean, that, you... that second text shows you that the first one was a bluff. She's saying it's over, and then she texts, don't find another girl. It's going to be a problem for you. Like, well, clearly, well, you're, you're not over this. Right, 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 right. Well, she's saying, you know, don't think that there's a way out of this, and then you can just leave me and not, not do right by me. And just move on with your life because you don't need me anymore. Because I'm going to make mm-hmm. that a problem as well. Just in case. Just in case. Right. You're getting cold feet right now. Um, he texts back, cynical. please, can't I show you how much I love you some other way? Or at least give me some more time. I couldn't find it. I couldn't do it this weekend, but I can do it. She texts back, how dumb are you? You promised that you were going to do it over the weekend and you broke that promise. I'll have to do it myself. You obviously can't. Yeah, do it then. I bet. Yeah, Tim I, then I, I, says, I'd call her bluff. Tim then says, Tuve, please, I can't, do, I can't do it. Just give me more time. Tuve then says, you promised that when I saw her on the subway, it would be the last time. If, if it's not, you lied again. He then says, I promise I'll do it before prom. She says, until you do, we are nothing. Jeez. At this point, prom was just a few days away. And on the night of Saturday, June 6, 2009, would be the night that uh, Tim would attempt to carry this thing out once again, his fourth attempt. Um, that evening, Tim was at a friend's house with uh, Max and Ola watching soccer. So Ola, being the friend that he had left the phone at the house, um, right. Ola kind of knows what's going on here between him and Tuve. Right. Um, they all had plans that evening, as did most of their graduating class. That night, a group of teenagers planned a gathering to celebrate graduation at Hokebacken, which was an abandoned ski jump hill and common hangout location in the woods. I think most towns in the world have locations that teenagers hang out this was this oh, yeah. just happened to be the one absolutely um, yeah, at the time for these kids and uh kind of eerie you know it had a big wooden ramp that was made for ski jumps and it was like busted up but there was you know, uh, planks missing from it and things like that it had an eerie vibe to it yeah especially when you consider what would happen this night um, right, at 7 right. 16 p.m tim texts tuve quote if she's there tonight i'll do it then otherwise i'll find out where she is i'll talk to you later kisses Meanwhile, Tuve was at Gordon's house with some other boys watching the game. What the fuck? Turned- <laughs> I know, right? Right? She's, She's at Gordon's house with all boys? Watch- <laughs> and then turns her phone off? Yep. Man, she is These twisted, These all mind man. games back and forth, man. Yeah. She just likes fucking with everybody. Yeah. They were both just narcissistic teenagers, man. Yeah. Well, he was the just... The world revolved around them. He was just pathetically smitten with her some for some reason mm-hmm. but she, she was just like she just like controlling shit just in a maniacal way i think that's what it is right she was a control freak she couldn't stand that she had lost the control over him when he kissed her enemy yeah and this must be corrected this right this, this can't stand right and in the, in the meantime i'm getting even 
by hanging out at Gordon's house. Exactly. House. Yeah. I get my cake and I get to eat it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Therese Rojo would arrive at Hoke Back Inn at 9 p.m. with two friends. And she was having a good time with the group. They were all drinking vodka and beers. Tim would arrive shortly after with his friends, Dennis and Max. What um, happened to Ola? You know? Uh, I mean, That's he was weird. probably there too. I don't know. It's just funny that Ola and Max were with him, and then when they show up at the place, it's Dennis. Yeah, maybe he was he was dragging behind. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, Tim was uh, noticeably different than the group of teens that were all there to have a good time. He was not socializing. He, according to witnesses, instead glared intently at Therese. He was just standing there glaring at her. Uh, right. That's not weird at all. It's yeah. Not set and around this off. time, he texts Tuve. Tuve, I don't want you to turn your turn off your cell phone. I'll text you when it's done, and I want you to call me right away, even if we just talked five minutes ago. And not long okay. after that, Tuve would arrive at the party with some friends as well. And at this point, Tim would be seen pulling her aside, and they would talk for about five minutes. She would seem upset after their conversation and was seen leaving with her friend Olivia, um, and they would be seen on uh, CCTV uh, heading to a subway. So they would leave the party, and they would head back to Olivia's house. Okay. Tuve texts him at some point, quote, in all caps, kill her if you love me. Oof. And of course, while she's not at the party, like she's such a coward, no. she doesn't even want to be on site when it right. happens. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, an, an hour later, Tim sees Therese walk off into the woods alone. Um, she was allegedly going to uh, pee, and so she walked off real quick on her own, at which point he would follow her. This is his opportunity he would, he would eventually find her. She was alone underneath a cliff, and he would tell her he needed to talk to her. She would sit down to talk, at which point he would grab a log from the ground and hit her in the side of the head. Um, the log was, however, it was rotten and shattered. It, I imagine <laughs> when you picked up this log, it just you couldn't have thought you were going to do much damage with a rotten log. That I was about to say, nothing, you know? he must not spend much time in the woods because you can tell right away when it's going to be rotten and shattered. Like, if it's so mm-hmm. light, if you pick that thing up and almost throw it, yeah, you're yeah. probably not going to be able to hit anybody with it. She would then yell at him, what are you doing? He then pushed her on, onto the ground, uh, and she would be on her stomach, where he would choke her from behind with his arm around her neck until she went limp. He would then flip her over onto her back and hear her gasping for air, at which point he put his knee on her neck, and while he searched for a stick in the dark, uh, eventually finding one, which he would push down on her neck, breaking her windpipe. He would walk away briefly before returning to kick her twice in the stomach to make sure that she was dead before running all the way home. Oh so this God. thing went from dramatic text back and forth between two, two teenagers to very real, uh, brutal homicide that had just occurred. Um, and I mean, as Tim real was not as, bluffing at this point. He, he followed through. Geez, dude, um, this is just as, as real and gruesome and heartless as yeah. any serial killer murder that I think we've ever seen. Very personal, very... Yeah, I mean, she's fighting for her life, and he was... The next day, when police would pick him up, he was very uh, scratched up. She'd fought for his life. He had scratches all over his face, on his arms. Oh. Um, yeah, this was a very personal and brutal murder that he he just perpetrated for this fucking girl that egged him on. That they you know they were never meant to be together anyway. You know, right? Just... Oh, you just can't see past it, man. Ugh, At that age, no. you can't see past it. No, oh, it's so tragic. So, so when Therese didn't come back from her walk, um, her friends go looking for her. By now, their friend's mom, who came to pick them up from the party, had arrived and joins to help them on their search. And at around midnight, Gordon Daniel and another boy would find her body in, a, in some bushes next to a trail. Uh, the mother would attempt CPR on uh, Therese, but it was too late. Um, the paramedics rushed her to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. And the next morning... Sunday, June 7th at 6.15 a.m., Tim would be arrested at his house. I mean, it was pretty obvious, right? Everyone at the right. party saw his behavior. His own friend, Ola, had read the text back and forth. Yep. They knew, everyone knew they had this, this rocky and, relationship. Everyone knew about the infamous kiss that had occurred at the party that had enraged Tuve to the extent of beating up Tim in the, in the uh, hallway at school. Like every, This was just so obvious who had done this. Absolutely. And he disappears at the party after... Yep. After, right at the uh, same time Therese that Therese missing. disappeared, he disappears. Exactly, because he ran all the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's picked up at 6.15 a.m. the next morning, and at 9.30 a.m., Tuve was arrested at Olivia's house. They both initially denied having anything to do with the murder, but on June 10th, uh, after talking with his priest, Tim would confess. And that's where we get the details of the actual murder itself was in his confession. The police also is. get a hold of the text conversations between him and Tuve, and that's the smoking gun. That's all they need to know to, 
you know, to really get a conviction here. Oh, yeah. Tuve, however, you know, tried to give an innocent side of this story. She said that she wanted to break up with him, but he wouldn't leave her alone. So she created an impossible task for him, an ultimatum that when he failed would ultimately end the relationship. And that was to kill Therese. She didn't, she, her story was that she believed there was no way he would go through it with it because of their religious beliefs. You know, he had, you know, Uh he'd been, uh, (laughs) <laughs> baptized into their church and everything else. Right. They're obviously Catholic if he went and confessed to his priest. So, yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get that. That's that's a huge sin. Yep. But if you but, wanted the relationship to end, you could have done that a million other ways. Right. Yeah, like uh, block his number. I'm sure you could still do that in the you know in yeah. 2009. You could block someone's number and avoid them at school. Right. Or, yeah, maybe just ignore him altogether and, yeah, yeah. and don't even give him a, a way to earn mm-hmm. your trust back, to earn your love back instead of throwing out a very specific, horrible crime that he could do to then, you know, restore your your relationship. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so they would be examined, and the results of the forensic psychiatric examination showed that the two 16-year-olds did not suffer from any serious mental disorder at the time of the murder, and they would be convicted, um, Tuve would be convicted of solicitation of murder, but it's pretty shocking the sentence to which they would receive. And Sweden is apparently very... uh, uh, forgiving to their youth yes. in, in their country as far as you know violent crimes because she would be sentenced to only four years and Tim shockingly would be sentenced to the same uh, amount of time four years in a youth detention center uh, do for you the not, murder do you not think they deserve the the same I think he deserves more but I think they both deserve a much longer sentence than four years and honestly I've read in many other uh, articles that they actually only got 18 months which yeah. is they're both shocking. Four years in, it, it, in that's, juvie. That's, that's yeah. The, that's that's Tim, ridiculous. Tim carrying out this this very personal and brutal murder, I think, deserves more than she does. Um, but okay. she definitely deserved, at the very least, solicitation of murder for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think they at least deserve to spend half their life in prison. You know, if not all mm-hmm. of it. Like the seriousness of a murder needs to be. I don't know. It needs to be expressed. I just think yeah. eighteen months for someone's life is just not enough. No, it's no. really not. Like you should. I have can't to imagine spend, the, like I said, the, that Teresa's family was very happy with this outcome, right? Because they were both hell released. No, there's no they've justice both, at this point. They've they've both already been out of of jail for eight years. They were released in 2013 at the age of 20. That's disgusting. They should have had to been in prison at least until they're in their 40s. My opinion. Yeah. I don't care if they're ill prepared when they come out. You shouldn't have fucking killed somebody. Like that shit needs to be. <laughs> It just needs to be taken more serious. Yeah, Teresa's I mean, life is gone. You know, she was, exactly. she was 16 years old, and she was brutally murdered by someone that she was nice to. I, she was I, nice I, to him the whole time. She helped him. She was going to help him look for that fucking vodka bottle. She was, yep. even when, like, he finds her in the woods, which is kind of creepy. You know, she goes off to pee, and he comes out alone and finds her. She still, like, sits down to talk with him. Yep. And then he does that to her, you know? Yeah, man. It, there's got to be greater consequences for that. Yeah. There's got to be. But their pictures are out there, you know, and their names are out there now. Uh, Sweden tried to hide it. Like on the Wikipedia page, you know, you can't see, you can't find anything about their names. All it says is two teenagers. Um, But they're out there, and they got to live with that shit, which they should. I'm sure they probably live in another country now or have moved far away, but either way, they just, man, they they really got away with it. In my opinion, that's getting away with murder 18 months in juvie. Mm -hmm. Whether it was four, whether it was four years or eighteen months, I've heard both. Either, either way. way, yeah, it's, it's far from enough. Yeah, you got out at twenty. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're gonna forget about that shit. Mm-hmm. That's like doing a little stint in the military for four years. That ain't nothing. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That's our case. We hope you guys enjoyed this. You know, twisted love story that turned to murder, um, and yeah. very tragic. Enjoyed uh, the retelling, young, right? Beautiful girl, um, just living her life was was taken too soon by these. By these two fucking creep pigs, yeah. I guess we could call them, since she loved to throw that word around. Yeah, she did, didn't she? You fucking pig. Yeah. Wow. If he's such a pig, then why do you keep why do you keep coming back to him? Why do you keep fighting for him? It's odd. Yeah. I think it's because she knew that he was the one guy that would do anything for her. You know, whereas Gordon was probably just there and she was a rebound for him, you know? Her ex boyfriend. Yep. Yep. But this guy, but Tim, Tim seemed to be hooked. Yep. Wow. Just like I'm hooked on Oh My Gaia. <laughs> oh, oh My Gaia. How you like that segue? 
Oh My Guy is an innovative all-natural deodorant fragrance and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural paraben and aluminum-free organic ingredients. And guys, there's tons of scents to choose from at Oh My Gaia, from vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, my personal favorite, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot, amber, barbershop, pear, sweet pea. Uh, we have our very own scent. How could I forget? True Crime Pine. If you don't know where to start, that's a great place. For all you creepers, you can get 15% off your order by using the code word CREEPER. See? C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order. At shop underscore omigaya on Instagram or omigaya.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A dot com. Guys, you won't regret it. Switch today. And there's also beard oil, scented oils, all sorts of things. So you can get your smell good fix at omigaya. No Do doubt. It. Do it, peeps. Also... If you want more content from us, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. Two bucks a month gets you access to our once a month Patreon yep. exclusive episode, which we've covered so many big hitters. Usually they're more extensive cases, two, three hour episodes. Um, we've been, we've had a Patreon for what, shit, like three years now. At least, and yeah. There's so much content on there for two bucks. And if you want to go up to five bucks, you get even more. You get the extra show that we do, which is called Just the Banter. You can find out what happened to my phone this past week. Oh, Lord. Um, and much more about us. You know, you, you get to learn more about us. We, we uh, have uh, Patreon members send us questions every week, hypotheticals. You get to, uh, learn more about how our brains work and things like that. And we just, right, we just right. hang out. It's not really about murder. It's just about, uh, shooting the shit. And those are usually an hour. We record every Friday, uh, just the banter every week. So you get a whole other show. Um, and five bucks also at that level, you get the, the gold creep band sticker, which is very prestigious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gold creep band sticker. And then $10 a month, you get your monthly Zoom call with the host, with the most, both of us. So at mm. the end of the month, uh, we usually try to hit the last Friday. Is it? Do we do it on Fridays, Lord? Or do we? Yeah, Fridays, right? Yeah, before before just the banter, before we record just the banter, um, mm -hmm. every Friday, every the last Friday of every month, we try to do a Zoom call. And if you're a ten dollar patron, creep of the crop, we like to call them. Then you guys get to join us, ask questions, we hang out for about a half hour, and uh, yeah, it's just a free open discussion. So whatever you guys want to talk about. So if you're you're tired of talking them back to your radio, you know, or your podcast app with us, uh, you can actually talk to us, and we'll talk back to you. <laughs> you can express yeah. all your complaints, all the mispronunciations, all the bad accents. It's a good time. <laughs> Hell yeah. All, All right, right. Let's give a shout out to a couple people real quick that have taken the time to rate and review the show. I want to mm -hmm. thank uh Name Mama Gave Me said, Thanks for presenting these facts in a way that isn't soul crushingly serious. Keep a true crime fan. Uh keeping true crime fun sounds weird, but yeah, f uh fire emojis. Right on, right on. So thank you, Thanks, guys. Uh, name mama gave me. I love that. <laughs> and uh you want to talk about our other show, uh, Strange and Unexplained? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, Strange and Unexplained is our other one of our other shows on True Crime Guys Productions. We'll I was going to say, we have a soon. few, I guess. I we have a few one shows well, now. We'll talk we about it in a minute. All right, you better watch out, peeps. We, uh, we growing over here. Uh, but Strange and Unexplained comes out every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, a new unsolved missing person, strange phenomena case comes out, like I said, every Monday. And every fourth Monday, we do a special episode on Strange Unexplained. It's on Patreon called Sandu Stories, where we do a like fully produced radio-type show with voice actors and sound effects. Um, and it's written in more of a story format, almost like a well-produced audiobook, I guess you could say. Um, and that's every fourth week, just like we do on True Crime Guys. Every fourth week is a Patreon episode, same way with Sandu. But in... In a trade on Sandu, I'll release Strange Shorts, uh, which I do every Monday on Patreon. But on that Monday where we don't have a free episode, I release a Strange Shorts to the public. So you guys still get a little something on your Monday, you know. And then also, Lauren has a new show called That's the, right. the Full House Fantasy Football Podcast. That was a challenge right. to get into the logo, Lauren. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how quickly you can throw together a podcast if you know. Like we've been around, so we know how to <laughs> we know how to pull it off. But like Michael's been nudging me to start a show about fantasy football because I'm, you know, I love it. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that uh, a new person came into my life that is perfect to do it with. A dude named Tori moved up to my neck of the woods, perfect. and he's super into fantasy football as well. And he was like, "You love the idea of doing a show," so we jumped on the mic, recorded an episode. Next thing you know. 
uh, Michael made as a logo, uh, and I <laughs> uploaded it. I, I got it as an RSS feed, and it's already on yep. iTunes. It's on Google Play. It's on Stitcher. It's everywhere. So Full House Fantasy Podcast, we've done our first episode. We got through the weirdness the uh, first few minutes of starting a new show and getting the feel for it, and I feel right. like by the end of the episode, we forgot we were on the mics, and it was, it was feeling good. And So yeah, we're going to record that every week. We're probably going to record uh, Thursday nights after the Thursday night game. We're going to watch that and then record and, and you know give our thoughts on uh, each week that just occurred and 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 the week that's coming up. Uh, players to pick up. If you want to send questions and things like that, start sick questions or trade questions, anything like that. Uh, we have an email: Full House Fantasy Fantasy Football uh, at gmail Send okay. questions there and uh, yeah, check it out. Right on, dude. Oh, so you're going to record on Thursdays. Yeah, Thursday nights okay. after Thursday night football. So it'll be up on uh, th- it'll probably be up late Thursday night uh, for most people. Early early Friday morning for some. Okay, I always thought of Thursday as the beginning of the fantasy week, though. It is, but there's no other time I can really record. I I have so many commitments with this show and with our you know I have to do the synopsis and I have to yeah. Say, so Thursday nights what works for me. After my kids go to bed, I can, we can jump on. And he he kind of wanted to be able to preview the Thursday night game as well, but we, there's just no way to work that out. So okay, and when do you plan to release those? Like I said, Thursday after we get done recording, I'll release them that night, Thursday night. Oh, okay. It'll, it'll be available right Friday morning. So, right on. All right. Well, look yeah. for that, guys, on Friday morning. Listen to your weekly fantasy football podcast. Get a little advice. Get a little technique from some of these pros. That's won a few leagues. I wouldn't call right us morning. pros. We're a couple of schmoes that that watch fantasy football and give uh, our thoughts. a little better than the average schmo, though. And, and Lauren's being a little modest. He's got some experience. Uh, He's won a few leagues, maybe one. I'm at or least five. a one and Oshmo in our fantasy league for the Patreon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, well, so am I. Anybody can do that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Michael <laughs> had the most points on the week in week one in our fantasy league. Yeah, this week's going to be different. Damn, Josh Jacobs. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh well, we'll see what we can do. But uh, yeah, yeah guys, is that it, man? Is that's that about got? it. We'll see you guys uh, next week for a Patreon exclusive episode. So it's never been a better time to join our Patreon page. That's right. Um, because next week you won't get to hear us on our main feed. It's only going to be on Patreon. Um, so, that's right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next. We'll see you in two weeks, then, freeloaders and Patreon guys. Yep. We'll see you next week. All right, y'all, keep creeping. Have a great week. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army. We out here making murder, get murder, get murder. True crime, true crime, crime. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army. We out here making murder charming.